Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And my guest today is Jamie Mayer, founder of Nine Carat, who helps people create the best version of themselves. Jamie views people as assets with the ability to transform. She empowers people to challenge themselves so that they can transform into the ultimate version of themselves. Jamie's passion is to inspire and empower people to see that they are capable of more than they realize, making each person the artist of their reality to live a life that they never dreamed possible. So join me today so that you can learn how to stare down your fears and start living a life of possibility. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you for that introduction. I think I've said this before, but it is always amazing to hear that spoken back to you (laughs) in a different way. I mean, when I say it, this is what I do. It's like, it's cool and everything. I love it. But then when somebody praises it like that, I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. (laughs) How do do I do that? I know, right? You know, I, um, I love when other people sing your praises because that's probably one of the things that, you know, you need to hear every once in a while right? Even if you're on the top of your game, you still need to hear it from other people. It's sort of that, like that validation thing. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about validation here today, but really what it comes down to is just understanding that, wow, I really do do good work. Damn it. You know, (laughs) and it's so much fun. So Jamie, please tell us a little bit about who you are and why you are so awesome. I mean, I think you kind of summed that up in my intro. <laughs> I don't think I can do it as much justice as that. Um, but I am a Australian woman that travels the world. I take my company with me uh, and like to sink my teeth into just about any way that I can help, whether it be through business, through personal lives. Um, I think those both coincide far more than we ever give them credit for. And I'm all about designing your best life. And, and the ultimate version of your success and understanding that that is completely unique to each of us and how we get there is also a unique journey. So while I do that, I'm kind of living my own journey and um, helping, I think, pretty much in every country that I've been to, I've found somebody to help along the way. You know, what's really cool about the kind of coaching that you do, it really takes someone that is already pretty successful and can make them even more so. So like I said, just go and give them a cape, you know, go give them, you know, like some new tools that they'll be able, you know, like to really rock it, right? Let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, I really want to dig in. What are the kind of tools that you use to help people figure out what it is that makes them so, so amazing? Like, so it's very hard to have 
a particular set of tools because everybody's so different and we have such a varying perspective of ourselves and the world that we grew up in and the environment we've created and the choices that we've made that it's never a one-size-fits-all answer. The main thing is probably observation of behaviours or patterns and what that says about us, recognising how that keeps perpetuating the way that we're moving forward. Um, And then once we can actually sort of assess the daily routine or daily choices that we make and work out the the reaction for those actions, that becomes a really great starting block to working backwards. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, like what's involved. A lot of what you're saying here is that people need to understand like what kind of risks are involved with doing that, right? So it's one thing to have your mojo going on and to be successful in your business, but sometimes in order to do the really amazing stuff, it really takes a little bit more, I don't know, like a little bit more effort. It takes the realization that you really need to understand what am I risking by putting myself out there and doing this and what am I gaining from that, right? How do you help people assess that risk, you know, as they're formulating like what their next step is going to be and how they're going to be able to be a better version of themselves? So the only thing that I I ever believe that you're risking is what you've known. So let's say that your level of success, your capability of success is 100%. But the level of success most people reach, even successful people, they only ever reach, say, 60% of what they're actually capable of because that's the way they find life. That's the way that they found everything. And they get to a level of success and they're like, okay, I don't want to upset the apple cart at this point because I'm already super successful, but and how could I possibly do any more? Then there's the opposite side of the spectrum where people live a relatively average level life and are sort of using only 40% of the optimal success that they have available to them. But again, they kind of, that's how they found life and that's the way they live it. So the only thing that you ever risk is letting go of what you've already had for something better. And really life moves on that projection. Your business moves in that projection. If you're willing to take the risk forward, something better always turns up. So if you're already at 60% and you want to take a risk, your risk is that you lose your 60% of success and you gain 70%. So I hear what you're saying there, but you know, like sometimes, you know, like, you know, these potential risks or these, uh, you know, these pivots in your life, they could come at a cost, right? You know, if all, if you say, for example, you're being held back by your spouse, Right. In the Ray Kroc example, I think uh, the movie's called The Founder, the one with Michael Keaton. It goes through the whole, you know, the guy that started McDonald's. And one of the things he had to deal with, you know, uh, up until about the middle of the movie was that his wife was really holding him back. He had these really, really big ambitions. And, you know, his wife was like, no, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be this. You're not going to be that. He ended up dropping her. Right. He ended up just saying, you know, just all right, that's it. I'm done with you. You know, and he was, you know, and he actually did a lot of things in order to, you know, to marginalize her and, and, and push her off to the side. Now, in his case, it actually was the best thing that ever happened to him because then he was actually released, you know, to create this massive, massive global empire. Right. But, you know, on the same token, you know, there is a huge risk theory. Right. You know, you could go through a messy divorce. You could go through a messy breakup with your partner. You know, there are a lot of things that you can, you know, that could happen that maybe you didn't see, right? 
How do you help people figure out like what those contingencies are and how to navigate through them though? That all is a matter of perspective. So I've done the married and divorce thing. I've done the long-term relationship thing. So I've been on those journeys with all those people in a very similar way. And every time that I've left a relationship, I've kind of leveled up, so to speak. I've just stepped further into that percentage of success and, and capability. But none of those people ever held me back. It wasn't ever any of those people's fault that I didn't go anywhere or wasn't doing anything. It was my own. It was my choice to live life as I found it and that be the way that I accepted life was. Once you breach that gap and you understand that there is possibility, and I'm not saying that the grass is always greener. The grass is always green where you fertilize it, okay? So if you're not going to look after your grass, no matter which fence you jump over, the grass is always going to look the same. But as you move through those cycles, you recognize that, how you want to fertilize your lawn, the way, the things that are important to you, the things that you hold in high state of value that you use to fertilize the lawn. So I think we, in modern day society, we kind of, we're stuck between two paradigms, the old school mentality, particularly with marriage and relationships, that we're in something forever. But we have so much new information and, and so much growth within ourselves as well, that we don't make the best decisions based on that 100% of our capabilities in life. So we make decisions based on the expectation of, you know, meeting somebody at 21 and, you know, getting married, having babies and, and staying in that life. We don't make our young relationship decisions based on who we could potentially be. <laughs> so then you go through the cycle of that you grow outside of that relationship and we don't always grow at the same pace. So your spouse potentially doesn't grow at the same pace that you do. If you're at a place where you can navigate that and communicate through that to both still have individual goals and values and be able to move through those, then it's a healthy, viable relationship. But at the same time, we have to recognize that when we go, when we level up and move through the levels, some of the people that were with us served a purpose in our life. Some of the people that we had surrounding us showed us things, helped us learn things that we need to level up, but they don't want to come to the new place that we're going. It's like if we're trying to plan a group vacation and no one being able to decide on the destination. <laughs> you know, I've experienced that as well. You know, like, you know, with the partner that you're with simply is not the right person to accompany you on your journey. Right. So Instead of just saying, okay, go to hell. I don't, you know, like I don't need you anymore. You know, it's a, you know, I think it's better. And also it's better karma, right? To just say, you know, something, thank you for accompanying me to this point. Right. You go to the left. I'm going to go to the right, you know, good luck to you. You know, like it's all good. Right. And then what happens is that, you know, it becomes this whole transformation. Like I know from my divorce, I saw it first. I saw it as this, oh my God, it's a terrible thing that that's happening to me. But then, you know, at some point, you know, you, you come to the realization, like I have another chance to reinvent myself, right? I have a chance that if I was this, uh, you know, this weak-minded person before, now I can be strong-minded. If I wanted to, before I was a homebody and now, you know, now I want to travel and live out of, out of a suitcase, you know, great. You know, you can do that. When you help people through these, these kind of moments, like with career changes and, you know, like you said, the leveling up, what are some of the ways that you can get them to realize on their own that they can 
actually make this happen, that they can actually make these incredible changes, basically to reinvent themselves after they come out of this stuff? I think the, the biggest tool for that is challenging people's sense of beliefs and understandings of themselves and situations that they're in. So I'm the person that you hate like at least once a week <laughs> because, and my friends know not to come to me with problems unless they actually want to solve them because <laughs> I won't just sit there and let them vent. So I'm a big question asker and I, I mean, I have been since I was a kid, I used to drive my mother crazy with the why, 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 why. But as I've grown up and I've kind of articulated questions a little bit better, the way that, because it's not for me to answer the questions for people that I work with. It's always about them finding the answers for themselves because I don't have your answers. I have the path to get to the answers, but not the answers themselves. So it is all about asking questions, letting people talk, listening to where they're at, listening to who they are, what environment that they believe that they exist in, and then challenging that experience, challenging the ways that they talk, challenging the language that they use, challenging the perspective that they had of the situation. For example, like you're divorced and you go to the place where this is the most horrible thing. Well, why is it horrible? Like you say, you have now the opportunity to do and all these other possibilities and extend yourself past that situation. So is it a bad thing or is it a fantastic thing? So it's all about getting people to actually question this like concrete set idea of their business, themselves, the world, what they want out of it. And then the aha moments are like my favorite part, <laughs> the light bulb moment where they're like, oh, wow, hold on a second. <laughs> That's the best bit. Another part of this transformation, at least for me, is that, you know, in my career, I've had to reinvent myself maybe like four or five times already. And, you know, really where that comes to, and this is true, by the way, every single company on my LinkedIn profile is dead, except for one, right? The one that I'm running right now, all of them, you know, maybe I got fired from them or maybe I got laid off, but at some point they disappeared, right? You know, I keep on looking back on it and as painful as those experiences were, you know, like getting fired for whether it was a valid reason or not valid reason or getting laid off, you know, I just came to the realization of, I don't want to put my family's longevity, my family's finances in the hands of someone else. You know, when I'm serving at the leisure of, you know, some boss, they can get rid of me, you know, at any one time. And that really weighed, that really weighed on me. Right. And when I got fired for the last time, what is this like 13 years ago? I was like, geez, how am I going to support my Starbucks habit? How am I going to put food <laughs> on the table? Right. How, you know, I had two small kids at home and I'm like, how am I going to be able to do this? Right. And you know something? It happened. And not only did it happen, it happened in a, in a pretty spectacular way that I was able to really build up this thriving business that had legs and it had longevity and it had this, uh, you know, and it had purpose. And it was the purpose that I didn't have before. And I think from that point of view, it was really inspirational, not only for me, but for other people I came in contact with, right? Because I immediately started to adopt the stance of, if I'm going to hire somebody, you know, to work with me on my team, like I'm going to make sure, like, I'm not just hiring them for a project and then move on. I'm trying to create a long-term relationship. I don't just want to hire you and just say, okay, yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's work on this and then see you later. I want you to work on this project, the next project, the next project, the next project. Right. And one of the cool things that I, uh, that I did that I, you know, that I was pretty proud of at the time was being able to go and travel and meet these people in person. 
right? Being able to, you know, like to go to Argentina or to go to Israel or go to Europe or whatever, meet those people in person. And you know what happened? It was able to, I was able to solidify those relationships and each and every one of those people that I, you know, that I went to visit, you know, it's like, they appreciate it. It's like, now I'm not this, you know, this four inch square on a screen. Now I'm a living, breathing person that you actually had a beer with. Right. And I think that part of that journey right, is, you know, in and of itself is very transformational. You know, people started commenting, wow, you know, that's, uh, you know, that whole idea of traveling and meeting, you know, and meeting your people, it really was transformational, not only for me, but also for the people that I worked with. One last thing I wanted to ask you, you know, along this vein is how do you help people, you know, sort of figure out if, you know, if that really is their calling, right? Because some, you know, sometimes they'll say, you know, really weird stuff like, well, I don't really want to be working. I'd rather just be scuba diving somewhere in Roatan or whatever, right? And there may be some, you know, a vein of truth for that. But in order to be able to support yourself, you know, and to go on those uh, an extended, uh, you know, either an extended vacation or make that your new identity, you better make sure that your, you know, the rest of your life is in order you know, before you make that happen. Right. So talking about the practical terms, you know, of how you can really bring, uh, you know, like these transformational changes, how do you help people through some of the practical aspects of what they need to achieve before they can go out on the next step to fulfill those kind of dreams? So there's two parts of my answer to that question. The first is the guy that thinks that all he wants to do is scuba dive off the coast of God only knows where Usually we have those ideas because we're really unhappy in our life where we are. So we think that like our whole happiness depends on being able to go and do that 24 hours a day. When you identify what you actually want to do rather than escape, your life feels like scuba diving off the reef 24 hours a day. So if that, I mean, there's a business to be made out of that if that's really what that person kind of digs deep to find. But mostly that's usually just an escape and it's usually a, leisure, usually a leisure activity that fits into the new lifestyle. The second part to that question is that more often than not, if we have an immediate answer for that question, it's not the truth <laughs> because we're so buried in expectation, what are, what's going to pay the bills, what do I have a certification for? What did I go to school for? You know, like, I mean, the list is endless of all the things that we, we in our mind make up that our purpose is got to be based on. So it's more about highlighting natural talents and skills that people cultivate throughout whatever activity, whatever career path, whatever business they've been involved in. And it's about working out how they want to apply or use them. So how do they, like those skills, what do they love to do? What lights them up to get them to the place where that could really actually potentially be something? I mean, people have made businesses out of nothing. And, and, and you literally can because we're all so unique that even if your idea is similar to somebody else's or it's been done before, it won't be done the same way because you're doing it. So we also get trapped in that, I really want to do this, but 50 people have come before me or I was working on this, but the guy released it last week and he's already in my, you know, like we get lost in everybody else's noise as well. So it's really like highlighting your talents and skills, your natural gravitations. We don't spend any time with that, just like time focusing on that in our lives. And it's the same with business. We never actually focus on 
the strengths and the talents and, and the natural progression of a business, we always go, okay, what's the competition doing? What's the market going to do? What's the economy going to do? We get so bogged down in all these external things that none of us actually really know the answer because we're not focusing in the right spot. You know, what a great answer because really what we're talking about here is it's being prepared, right? It's, it's being prepared to make the, it's being prepared to make those moves, right? So, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, all right, yeah, I want to go diving, you know, like whatever. And okay. Like if that's your, if that's your life dream, then, you know, prepare for it, right? Make sure that you have your mortgage paid, make sure that you have your kids taken care of and then go and do it. Right. But if you don't, then you're going to have to figure out something else. Like, uh, you know, you, sh- you really shouldn't be using those kind of dreams as an escape. You should be using, you know, like your skills in order to make, you know, not only your life, but your family's life better as well. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of like prepared for me is a double-edged sword. So we want to be prepared to take the risk. I mean, my bit, one big tip is jump off the cliff and build the plane while you're on your way down. <laughs> so we don't want it to be prepared in, in, because we, sometimes we can get so stuck on the dream to go scuba diving or have that as our business that we, we are so focused on that we have to have the mortgage paid. We have this huge checklist of things that we're supposed to have in line or we're supposed to know before we take the leap. And that I disagree with because I feel like a lot of the time you can, you'll spend so much time trying to accumulate information. You never actually do anything. You would never take a step forward or you spend a bunch of time learning stuff. You take the leap and then you're like, Oh, I need to know a million things more than I, and I, all this stuff I know I don't really need. <laughs> so I think in a way that you need to be prepared to step fully into the risk. And that's about the only thing that you need to be prepared for. You need to be prepared to like commit to it a hundred percent, whatever it is, and not let anything sway you from taking that step and the, and the steps that progress from, from what to where you want to go. I love that advice. I love that advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Jamie, can you please let everyone know where people can find you in the world and how they can, <laughs> and how they can uh, reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Okay, so I never know in the world where I'm going to be. <laughs> so that's probably not a great place to start. But my website, uh, www.nightcarrot.net is a good place to find the business. And uh, Jamie Meyer Enterprises on all of the social media outlets, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. It has been so nice to talk with you today. Always a joy. A pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love how you, you know, like sort of bring this happy, you know, like this happy medium, but also a little bit of the no nonsense, like, all right, buddy, you know, this is what you need to do in order to make it happen. And, you know, it's refreshing. You know, it's refreshing because what happens is that you should, you should take a lot of this with a grain of salt and you should be really humorous about it. But at the same time, taking stands and making transformations, it's serious business, right? And especially when you have when you have not just yourself at stake, but you have your family, you have your business at stake, you have employees that depend on you, you know, there's a lot at stake. So it is really important. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about it today. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. 
The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.